Alrighty, well, good evening, guys, and welcome to another episode of Father's Fire Man to Man Edition. Oh man, I tell you, I have some of the best friends in the business, in the community, in the world. Antoine Brown, the the new X Men member, bending walls with his bare hands. You want to see? Get it's like, it's like boom. you got the power man so like magneto man yep and of course my my good friend mike lewis and sean knuff the guy that's roofing by day but slaying the tiktok day and night he runs it live and that guy is driving conversations uh that are impacting hearts but they're also making men look at themselves and this week the past week and a half he's really been hitting at home and that he is actually the the impetus for tonight's discussion so tonight's discussion is an I single to our wife and I tell you Sean I I love your TikTok channel People are very upfront with you. They men challenge you. They second guess you. Mm -hmm. Women are pouring their heart out to you. So let's talk about, you know, your perspective on what it means for us men to have an eye and heart single to the lady of our dreams. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think that you got to think back to when you first met your wife. <laughs> And I, I have a pretty interesting story for how I met my wife. Pretty much since the day we met each other, we've been inseparable. And we didn't know each other at all. And we just met each other and just, you know. And the thing is, is I've learned over, I met her when I was 19. And the thing is, is I've learned over time that it's very hurtful to your wife. And I don't know, like if you if you stare at other women, it's hurtful. Like if you're walking out the street and there's a pretty girl or something and you just kind of, you know, you have eyes, you're not going to just be blind. <laughs> but what I've been talking about on my TikTok lately is um, just having respect for your wife. Like if you see a pretty girl, you don't have to look, you don't have to make a big deal about it. You know, I mean, that goes a long way. And I don't know. I just, I, I made a video this past week about some old neighbors of mine who the, the guy and I were friends and we used to hang out at their house and stuff. And he would like right in front of his wife be like, Oh, she is so hot da, 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 like on TV and stuff. And his wife left the room the one day and I'm like, why do you do that? And he's like, you know, you look and everything like that. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to like say anything or make a big deal about it in front of my wife. And he's like, well, then you're just lying. And what's crazy is that was 15 years ago. Um, I just found out like a week and a half ago, they're getting a divorce. And even though it's probably not strictly from that, I think that that type of thing plants a seed of sort of disrespect in your wife. So anyway. Yeah. I think a lot of men, when I was listening to you, I was thinking about the history of the world. Part one, Monty Python's movie where the girl walks by the Egyptian temptress and the one guy, he opens his mouth and his tongue just rolls out on the floor. 
<laughs> and I see so many men doing this. It's like, wait a sec. Aren't you, aren't you married? Aren't you committed? And I cringe every time I hear the words. Yeah, but I can still look right. I, you know, I, I, my, my eyes and my, my intention for other people, it hasn't been blinded. It hasn't been cut off so I can still look. And I remember a really good friend of mine, Todd Morgan, he and I were talking about it one day and he's like, because there was another man, man that we were working with and he was doing the same thing. Every time the girls would walk through the bank, cause we were working security at the time, he would just be, Oh gosh, man. Oh, I'd love to get with that girl, you know? And finally Todd pulled him aside. He goes, man, why are you doing that? He goes, well, I can look. He said, yeah, but why would you, when you have filet mignon at home, why would you be drooling over the hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> yeah, man, I want to say something real quick. Um, so I feel like, you know, as humans, like God made people beautiful. We can't help if somebody's beautiful, you know what I mean? But when you get into that temptation too much and you keep looking or say there's a pretty girl, she has a pretty face. But, and you know she has a pretty body and, and right away you're like, well, I know I shouldn't look. And then you like do. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of wrong, I guess. And the thing is, is as you get older, you become more mature, I think, to that. And you become a little bit stronger with that. I, I don't know, man. Like that. It's, this is such a big subject because this goes into like all kinds of things, man. And. I feel like, you know, I'm not here to pick on anybody, but almost every single divorce I've ever seen, the guy struggles with that kind of thing. Everyone. And it's not like a big deal. It's not like the cause of their divorce or anything like that. But it's just the mentality of like disrespecting your wife like that. You're allowing sort of the enemy into your house in a way. And then you lose control. And anytime you leave a breach and you start to lose control, of what's going on in your house, it, it causes a problem. So, Mike, I see you deep in thought, waiting to uh, share some nuggets. I'm just, I'm just trying to see how I can just have this, like this Antoine look. But no, man. Um, yeah, yeah. You just look. You're, too you're not ready for the X Men yet. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But no, I. You know, as I'm, as I'm sitting. <laughs> As I'm sitting here, man, and I'm listening to you, Sean, um, <clears throat> you know, I think everything that you said is so true, especially when it comes down to the struggle to to, to plow through that mentally. Um, I have a habit personally now. I have a habit of and, and let me put it this way. Before it was it was a concern for my wife when I did this until I explained to her why I did it. Right. Because before I was that guy that. I, you know, squirrel syndrome. You see somebody walk by you just like this, right? I was that guy, but I've learned to value what I have, right? Mm -hmm. I've, I've truly learned as, as John was saying, the mature, the maturity came and I learned to value it. So now whenever we're in public, right. And I, and I run into a, a female that I probably went to school with, or I've known for, you know, years, I always make it a point. The very first thing I do is introduce my wife. Very first thing that I do, because I don't want to, in, I don't want to give off the persona 
that I'm one of those guys, number one. But number two, it's a way for me to remind myself, like you just said, I have the filet mignon. I don't need to go look for a hamburger. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's interesting because shortly before this call, I was in the in the kitchen and um, I told my wife, I said, man, I said, I just can't I can't keep my hands off of you. Right. And she thought I was just like, like, you know, trying to butter up. But I was I was serious, like that jolt of energy. Right. It intensifies as you realize more and more like, man, I got I got a good wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's just it's, it's when you learn that. When you learn that, it gets easier as you apply it, right? When you understand that so much more is at stake for for veering off into that into that mental bondage, if you will, that mental cavity of of just the squirrel syndrome, right? Because, like Sean said, I mean, of course, you know, there's a lot of beautiful people in the world. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's some handsome men that these women out here like, wow, you know, really look handsome. But the thing is this. Again, when you realize what you have, when you realize that you are connected to the best thing that God could ever create, right? Then you don't want to you don't want to fall into that. You know what I'm saying? You you really don't want to fall into that. You won't want to put yourself in a position to fall into that trap because what seems to be a good thing on the offset always, always has some, some dire consequences in the end. So as men, we have to look long term. We have to look beyond just the physical, right? We have to look at everything that's attached to that, right? And especially as a married man, um, like, there should be no comparison <laughs> to your wife, you know, and I had to learn that. I really did. I had to learn that. And so, um, man, it's just it's exciting to hear other men have that understanding. Right. And to be among you guys, because, you know, I, knowing you guys, you live this and it's not something that you're just sharing. Right. This is this yeah. you, you know. So, no, man, I, I love what he's saying right now. Yeah, I think one of the things, you know, especially when I look back when I was younger, I, I am a people watcher. I love, I mean, I can go to the beach. I can go to the mall, Pier 39. I love to watch people, right? And when we were early on married, that people watching was, my head was constantly moving, right? And my wife's like, what are you doing, right? And I had to recognize that it was, making her feel less right and i told her i said look you have to understand one i'm a people watcher but two i will work to be respectful of you and recognize that there is no duplicity in my heart there is no duplicity in my heart you have my heart you are the one that i chose and you're the one that i'm pursuing every day so but i also had to be mindful that my actions were creating some tension unintentionally and so i had to go look in the mirror and go ah, you know what maybe i need to you know change some things about myself out of love not out of requirement antoine uh, i see you good. man you got some gold coming <laughs> bring bring that x-men power come on magneto <laughs> right <laughs> oh man this is such a, a provocative subject tonight man um I was uh, I was just listening to what you guys were saying, and um, you know, I'm I don't know, man. I'm the type of person that I like to just go ahead and be real, 
you know what I mean? Just uh, and, and transparent because I believe in I believe in what we're doing tonight and what we've been doing um, almost every month for the past few months now. I believe in what we're doing and I believe that it's supposed to be geared to help people to see things um, maybe that they need to change, you know, uh, or just to encourage them or empower or build them up. And so I, that's why I believe in, in being transparent. And um, and I and I and I hear you guys saying it too. Um, that was something that I did. You know, I, I I had a major issue with that. And when I say issue, I mean I'm like, uh, I mean, I've 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 always liked women. You know what I mean? <laughs> Since day one. You know. <laughs> I don't think you're the only one in the club. Yeah, I, mean, here, you know, I don't just, think you're the only one. I'm just, yeah, I'm hey, just trying to hey, keep you. Gotta, you got to make it clear, man. You got to make we're, it. Clear. We're, we're standing with you. We're standing with you. Right. And, and you know, and, hey, that's, and a, like, that's a punch in your man card, man. You get right, two you know punches for that. It, it's like it's like uh, like Shawnee was saying, man. I mean, you just you see a you see a, 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 a attractive woman. I mean, you just hey, it's like. You know, like some people are into uh, art. They see a they see a painting that's just beautiful. I mean, it's like wow. You know, that's that's pretty nice. You know, it's, so it's it's there. And uh, I I remember this comedian <laughs> watched this comedian before because we, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about about men. You know, and and the, even the title, you know, is about uh, men having an eye for their wife. You know, um, but I remember this, this comedian was on one time. And he said, he said, man, men are so stupid. He said, <laughs> women have this thing down pat. And I, I'm going to say something because women do this too. Men are not the only one that look, you know, women do this too. But he said, men are so stupid, man. He said, men, men, men can look at a woman and try to act like they're not looking at them, but wife, their wife knows they're looking at them. He said, but the, the woman, <laughs> right. He said, well, women are so smart. They will actually get you to look at the man that they want to look at. He said they'll say something like, "Hey, is that that Mike over there? That Mike wears the same kind of jeans. Look at look at the jeans, you know. And you're looking like, no, that's not. I don't think that's Mike, you know. Mike Mike is shorter than this, right? <laughs> but but uh, you know, all jokes aside, though, uh, seriously, uh, I was really thinking about what you guys are saying and. And uh, I remember having a conversation with this with this guy once um, who was I mean, he was just not a good guy. Uh, he used to be a really good friend of mine, but he's he's just not anymore. You know, I'm just going to say like, <laughs> but he was trying to get me to uh, he was looking at this woman once and uh, he's like, man, you know, look at her, you know, uh, and I'm married, you know, at the time. He's like, look at her, man, you know, uh, don't you want to get with her? And I said, no. No, he said, uh, I mean, she was an attractive woman too. He said, why not? Why not? He said, oh, cause you're married. I said, no, that's not the reason. I said, it's because I'm in love that Ooh. I don't do. I said, and that's that's the thing. If the only thing keeping you from uh, active, acting on what you're seeing is you're married, eventually that's not gonna be a strong enough reason. Mm. If you're not in love with your wife, then, then that that's not really even a real marriage. Y'all y'all just roommates who signed the contract in front of some witnesses. And so uh that's the that's the thing that's missing is love. You know, 
And and I and I've heard this said years ago. There's a difference between being in love and loving somebody. And I don't know if there's a difference, but I think that being in love is like taking the love to another level. You know, you can love somebody. You can love somebody. That means that you're going to protect them. You probably even die for them. But if you see somebody that you think is attractive and you're not seeing your spouse in the same way, you're not in love with your spouse and you're likely to act on what you're seeing. And, and that's the thing that that uh, to me, that 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 thing about love, man, is just so powerful. It's such a powerful piece because uh, your wife may have been a size zero when you got married and she may be a size 18 now. But because you're in love with her, you don't see that. You you see you see into her heart and she's attractive to you. She's always going to be attractive to you. And so uh that that's the thing about it, you know, you, you get men here, you hear about men lying, you know, uh, hey, hey, have I have I gained weight? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know. No. <laughs> Now you don't want to hurt her, so you say that, you know. But uh, you don't want to lie either, though. So, hey, I don't have an answer for that. So I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he can feel himself dig digging a hole. He's like, I'm digging a hole. In the hole. I gotta get out. Somebody save me. He escaped from my oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, man. That that's so good, man. You know, as you were sitting there talking. The thing, uh, something crossed my mind. I was I was actually back home uh, not too long ago, Antoine, and I went out to lunch with a um, good friend of mine. You you know him, Corey. And um, so we were sitting at, at lunch, and uh, I don't remember if I called my wife or my wife called me. It was one of them. But the interesting thing was, I turned the I turned the phone around, right? So she can see who I was sitting at this table with. And so he asked her a question. He said, What did Mike order for lunch? Right. And I mean to the T, to the T. She called it out, even down to the drink, man. Just boom, 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 boom. He said, You know what? He said, Every time I ask you that question, you know your husband like the back of your hand, right? We were in Chicago one time and the same thing happened. Same exact thing. I mean, down to the T. So that caused me to think of something, man. My wife knows me. Right. My wife knows me. I know my wife. I am confident. And we were having this conversation not too long ago. I am confident that if if my time came on this earth, I know that my wife will carry on the legacy of what we're building, right? That contributes, like what you're saying, Antoine, that, that, that's attractive to me. That's, that, that causes me and motivates me, inspires me to be more in love with her because like, I can't mess that up. Like in my mind, I'm, I'm like, man, I will be a fool to mess this up. Like <laughs> this woman is amazing, right? Again, having that single eye. And I think a lot of times as as men, they look at that that we go, that quick fix. Right. And they think that that that's longevity there. Right. But yeah. you got to understand this, man. You are destroying 
a foundation that is not very easy to build when you do something like that. Right. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that that your marriage is perfect or anything uh, of that nature. But my goodness, you've built some history together. And as you continue to build history together, then as a man, you have to understand that that makes you better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. That yeah. makes you better when when you have someone, as the Bible says, that is your help meet suitable for you. Like when you really understand that principle, there's no one else out here that can rock with my wife. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that egotistical. I'm saying that from a genuine conviction that there is no one out here that can rock with my wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? In other mm -hmm. words, there's no comparison there. Like my wife is the real deal. So it's it. it Listen, <clears throat> I want my children to understand the value and the pedestal that I put my wife on. Therefore, they only hear me address my wife as my queen inside and outside of the, of the house. Right. So much so where our our little five year old now, he approaches her and say, good morning, my queen. Right. Mm. I, I'm, I'm saying this. I'm saying this because as men, we have to understand that those wandering eyes bleed into your loins. They bleed into your generation. And so it's so much bigger than just the just, just the, you know, personal this this. Mm -hmm man, this is, this is family, right? Mm -hmm. This is generational. And so you have to be mindful of that again, going back to what Shani said, the, the, the maturity of understanding the consequences and what it actually leads to mm -hmm. just from, so put it this way. Okay. Because a lot of times we are, <laughs> we're pushed into this, this guilt trip of, of quote unquote looking, right? Where again, I think it's natural to look. I think the danger, I think the danger, when I say natural to look, it does not mean you just now you got you have clearance to look. That's not what I'm talking about, right? You don't just stare the lady down like, oh my goodness, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm what I'm saying though <clears throat> is that when we when we do that, okay, it's it's natural. I think the danger comes in when you allow your eyes to begin to entertain the thought of more, right? Like, like the Bible says, the mere thought of doing something, you've committed adultery already, right? And so we have to, we have to stop denying that those wandering eyes lead to the thought. Those thoughts elite eventually leads to the action if you don't monitor, if you don't catch it and deal with it right then. So no, man, I think Antoine, what you're saying is right on point, man. Well, and I think a lot of times we men and women, we justify little actions, which are really little seeds being planted for a potential downfall if we don't make those minor changes. And, you know, as you stated, it's okay to look, but the problem is, is a lot of us look like we just drove by a car crash, right? And it's <laughs> like, we're staying honed in. We've slowed down our entire yeah. life. We've slowed down our, our movement. And we're distracted by what is most important. Now, what is our vision? What is our focus? Which direction are we going with our heart and our intent? Yeah. And I think it's important that we set certain boundaries for ourselves. And a lot of people say, well, why, why are you doing that? Why are you closing yourself down? And I'm like, no, I'm putting fences around myself to protect my heart, to protect her heart. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I have a rule. I do not go to lunch or dinner with a, a woman ever, 
unless my oh, wife nice. or business partner is with me. And they're like, why do you do that? I mean, it's just a lunch. I'm like, no, I go, it's a couple things. One, it's avoiding the appearance of impropriety. Mm. It's also oh. protecting me from the potential development of feelings and emotions that I want to yeah. guard myself against. Yeah. Right. So why put yourself in the lion's den? You may be armed, but man, if you stay in there long enough, that lion's going to get hungry. You're going to get hungry for what's on the yeah. other side of the table. And all of a sudden you're, you're feasting on something you shouldn't be, or you're being feasted upon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and that's and that statement in and of itself, Jody, is so powerful, right? You're feasting upon something that you shouldn't be or you're feasting mm -hmm. upon. And I think a lot of times as men, we believe that we're feasting, but don't realize that we're actually being eaten alive. We don't realize that. Right. Because, again, we 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 want what we want. Right. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. it's, it's it's a slippery slope, man. It is a slippery slope. And yeah. it's, it's conversations like these that need to take place so men can understand that uh, i mean it it happens <laughs> right it happens mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to happen right? I, right I remember as a little boy and this is something that has never left me and and as i got older and more mature i'm thinking like man like that's a pretty deep statement but is there truth in that statement right this was as i was getting older i listen i had to be roughly nine or ten years old when i heard this statement someone very near and dear to me um i was sitting on a porch with them one time and the male lady came up i would never forget this the male lady came up and it's sort of what you were saying earlier jody male lady came up and this individual i just saw saw them just staring just like this right so the lady comes up, boom, delivered the mail, didn't say anything, just boom, went the other way. And so I said, so-and-so, I saw you looking at that lady, I'm telling. So he says, let me tell you something, chump. This is what he told me. He said, let me tell you something, chump. Just because you're on a diet don't mean you can't look at the menu. <laughs> and as I got older, as I got older, I'm like, man, so-and-so was like, he was a he was a girl watcher, you yeah. know what I mean. But was it mail lady? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they delivering your mail, man. <laughs> so, but but what's interesting is this. What's interesting is this. I begin to understand the impact of your associations, especially in that area, right? When. <clears throat> When you're surrounded, and this is for for anybody that's watching this right now, and you and you have these thoughts of of doing something with uh, or going out to meet with with someone other than your wife, I would challenge you to monitor your associations seriously, because I remember in the past I started to entertain these thoughts like, why am I thinking about other women? Not now, but I'm saying, <laughs> why am I? thinking about this woman or thinking like seriously. And then I, I started to listen a little bit more intently to the conversations that I was having with people that I was surrounding myself by. And every single one of them had that mentality, going back to what Shani was saying, had that mentality that it was okay. As long as you don't get caught, it was okay. And so I had to realize that, you know, these people are not benefiting me. Right. These people are not benefiting me. So as as men surround yourself with individuals that understand what this covenant is all about.
to understand how to value their their wives and what it means to be open and authentic. Because as men, a lot of times we don't have these conversations, mm -hmm. right? We don't have these conversations, let alone we don't even bring it up to our wives, right? That's a whole nother ball game, bringing that kind of stuff up yeah. to your wife. Because believe yeah. it or not, it is your wife that has been made suitable for you that will be the one to help you get over that hurdle if you just learn how to trust her. So, Actually, I want to go back to that in just a minute. But Shawnee, I, I see the brain stewing, man. What's in your heart? Man, you guys are awesome, man. <laughs> I wish I was close to you guys because I'll tell you what, I am loving this right now. Because here's the thing. Um, I want to bring up a couple things real quick. So, number one, like when I was real little, I remember my uncle had a, like a whole big collection of like dirty magazines. And I grew up thinking that that kind of stuff was just normal. That's what dudes do. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, now I think my whole mentality on women totally changed when I had a daughter. When my wife told me I'm pregnant mm -hmm. and we found out I was going to be a girl, my brain started freaking out, mm -hmm. man. Guys <laughs> that have girls, you know what I mean. The thing mm -hmm. is, though, is what I'm seeing now is we see a lot of, like, pornography type of stuff being mm -hmm. socially accepted. And we see a lot of young guys getting caught up in that. I mean, we've all... Mm -hmm you know, been there probably, I don't know, but you get caught up in that. But, you know, when it comes to your wife and for me, like being married for a while, you get those like maturity muscles and you, you get over that kind of stuff. And then now it's like, I can walk through the mall and just keep it straight. <laughs> I don't have to, I don't have to entertain anybody or any girl or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Because like Mike said, it, it, when you, when you love and have a deep connection with your wife, you just really don't have no desire to really care about the flesh really you know but the thing is um you know i i feel like like i i believe like i believe god is is um blesses us for the way we act and i have this deep fear of my daughter being put in a place where she's going to be like having men like attracted to her in the wrong way you know what i mean and so sometimes when I feel that temptation to like look at somebody, I'm like, nope, because I want to I want to be real with God and I want God to bless me. So, you know, there's that. And then there's, you know, the whole what you were saying, Mike, about like the people you hang out with, the way they act. I think it, there comes a time when we have to shave off those immature friends. We can still be around them. But we got to, we got to, you know, it, it hurts to do that. And I had to do that many times in my life because I, I had been in a time in my life where I was addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs, and involved with all the wrong people. And I had to basically, you know, it was hard for me because I didn't have a very good family life and my friends were like everything to me. And when I started to figure out that these people are not good for me and I had to like leave them, it was really hard for me to do that. But you have to do that. And when it comes to, like he was saying, about mature friends that understand marriage and understand the value of it, mm -hmm. you need to separate yourself. Whether you have to be around them or not is one thing, but you need to be able to separate yourself and not not to be that you're better, but you're definitely got to realize that you are more mature than other people and you can't go back into that bucket because God gave you your wife. You went through all this crap. You grew as a man. You grew in your maturity. And like he said, you, you don't want to just 
you know, give up your deep spiritual connection with your wife to go some do something stupid. It's just not worth it. But the thing is, when you hang around the wrong people, and what it what we have right now is a cesspool of all these dudes that just are are, are still kind of immature. You know what I'm saying? And what I'm trying to do um, with my TikTok page is not really pick on anybody, but just kind of like put a little bit of attention on that because a lot of these people have kids and they're still acting like teenagers. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of, it kind of sucks because like, I want to be like a cool guy and get along with people. But at the same time, I see my daughter growing up into a whole bunch of guys like that. Like I, I went camping this past weekend and there was all these teenagers there. And, man, I got a crash course on teenagers right now. <laughs> Pretty scary, though. <laughs> so, anyway, but I just wanted to bring those couple things up. I think, like, for me personally, the love that I have for my daughter is a big piece of the way I treat other women. Because mm. I want my daughter to be respected. I want my daughter to be taken seriously and taken up front as a person. And not some sex object or some crap. And the thing is, is when I talk to, like, I talk to a lot. I have a lot of ladies that I talk to on TikTok talking about their, you know, problems sometimes. And I always try to be respectful to people and treat them as in the same way that I would treat my daughter. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, it, it is a lot, right? Because we as dads, um, the way we treat our wife sets a standard for not only our daughters, but also for our sons. Yeah. Right. When you're when your son sees you dedicating every night to your wife to take some time to have mm-hmm. an ice cream with her, watch her favorite show or go for a walk with her or, you know, dedicating Friday night to, to date night. You know, when your kids see you doing that they develop an expectation for what they want in their own relationship. Mm -hmm. So to Shawnee's point, we are setting the example. We are lighting the way of what a solid, beautiful, enriched in love marriage can be, but we have to, it starts with us. Mm -hmm. It absolutely starts with us. Yeah. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. So, you know, for me personally, I had a really um, difficult time trying to have discernment and direction in my marriage because when I grew up, I really didn't have a good marriage around me at all. And one of the best things that I've been blessed with in my life is one of my best friends, his name's Bob. He has a really good family. They're, um, they have four kids. And when I go to their house, I learn like a million things <laughs> from them. And, you know, they, him and his wife bicker and everything sometimes. It's, they're not perfect. But I'm just saying, like, it, it warms my heart to know that there's people out there. When I grew up, I always, like, wanted to have a good family. And I always felt like I never had a chance to get started. I never had a chance. I never had a chance. And when I met my wife and we fell in love and stuff, and she really, really loved me. She was really you know, hard on me, I guess. But the thing is, is I really had a crack at what was deep in my heart to have. And I don't, I am not about to give that up for anything. You know what I mean? And I think that for anybody in my position that, you know, they didn't just, um, 
you know, one of you guys was saying that just 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 being married ain't enough to, to give you the drive to really get very far. Um, I think for me, like I've fallen maybe in and out of love with my wife here or there. But I realized that even though um, there was times when we thought we didn't love each other, maybe some resentment kicked up or we had some problems, we stuck it out. And sticking it out sometimes is what you need to, to, to keep it going. And for me personally, like, I feel like as much as she loved me and as many times as we stuck it out, it really made us fall in love with each other even more because it was like, okay, well, now we're really getting somewhere. We're, we're, we've been living together for 22 years, man. That's a long time. (laughs) You know, the thing is, is I I feel like now um, I have a chance at giving my kids what I never had. I have a chance at giving my daughter good life and stuff. And that means a lot to me. So while we're talking about like looking at other people and stuff and anybody that's watching, uh, I just want to say that you got to stay, you got to stay on it and keep the faith and not give up. You got to keep going and going and going and things will get better. For me personally, it took a long time for my marriage to mature. There was times that we would just bicker and argue over at my neighbor's house and my neighbor's like a kid's pastor. And I would be like, dude, how do you guys like not like he goes outside with his kids every single night, sits at the picnic table, has dinner with his wife, has his kids out playing in the snow, stand there with his wife playing basketball. And I'm like, how do you guys not like kill each other? Because we're over here about to kill each other. And I'm <laughs> jealous, you know, but over time, he kept encouraging me and saying, hey, man, you know, it, 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 we were there, too, but you got to get through that. And you got to just tough it out and just keep loving your wife and doing your best. And it's going to get better. It can't get worse if you try. Right. And so I just wanted to say that because a lot of people come at me and they want to tell me all their marriage problems and stuff. And I don't mind listening. I'll pray with you and all that. But you got to really try with each other. And when you get to a certain point, things will get better. There, There used to be fights that me and my wife would have for like a year. And we don't even know what we were fighting about. It was just something that we just didn't agree on or something. And we would just, you know, I'd come home from work and I'd get out of my car and I'd be like, I'm going to get this right tonight. God help me. And I go in there and it's like, boom. And we're just about to kill each other in like 10 seconds. And I'm like, why does this happen? And I couldn't figure it out. And I just kept praying about it. And I kept the faith. And through all those fighting and everything, God strengthened our marriage, even though it seemed sucked at the time hindsight being 2020 all of those times that i toughed it out i didn't leave she threatened to leave me i threatened to leave her a couple times you know but we just never we just loved each other enough to just hang on by a thread and sometimes our marriage vows would really like the the vow that i made to my wife that i'm gonna love her through thick and thin means a lot to me even though we got married in some crappy church in las vegas (laughs) a lot and the thing is this you know I, I, I hung on to that vow when 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 we was about to each other. When I left the house, you know, I'm just saying I've been through the the, the mud, and, and we all have that have been married for a while. You've been through some mud, but the thing is, is that I'm just saying all this because there's a lot of people that got some people on TikTok here. You gotta keep trying to do the right thing and stick together, and I promise it will get better. So. 
Man, that's that's so good. That is so good, man. I'm as you were sitting there talking, Shani, the the, the scripture came across my mind. <clears throat> if you faint in the day of adversity, thy, thy strength is small, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if there is a training ground for strength, it is in marriage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Literally everything that you just said was right on point, man. And I, I remember, you know, I'm, I'm still young. Yeah, I'm still young. But I remember as a young man, uh, <laughs> I would pray. Seriously, I would pray for strength. I would pray for wisdom and courage, right? Now, at that time, I didn't understand that when I was praying for those things, I was also praying for the prerequisite in order for strength to happen, which were situations. <laughs> right. And I'm not saying that God put problems on me. I'm, I do not believe that he does that. But I do believe that God will allow what you allow. So my thing was this. As like you just said, as you as you go through it, you have to first make a decision that you're going to stick this out. Because again, nine times out of 10, if not 9.5 times out of 10, the issue is not your wife. And that's a hard thing for us men to really, really grab hold of. Going back to what you were saying, Jody, we have to lead by example. And I believe we discussed this on the show before, how us as men, uh, uh, fathers, as men, as husbands, we are the train of the locomotive. We are the ones that are leading the path for others to follow. If we don't do it, someone else is going to. For example, um, like you, Shawnee, one of my biggest concerns with my daughters is that very thing that someone would take advantage of them. Someone would look at them as a sex object. Right. And things happen. Right. And so I personally now I had to remind myself and my wife and I, we have this conversation a lot. Y'all may need to let her out <laughs> we have this conversation a lot. And that is I reminded myself often right of the areas where i fell short but i also reminded myself just as often of the areas where i led according to god's principles right and so i think i i I do believe we said this before in in the show we have to be okay with our children finding their way at some point right now that's hard to do however at such a young age again talking about five and six years old reason that I bring this up is because one of the things that I warred with growing up was, well, really since I've been, since I've been married was, um, showing affection around, around the kids. Right. Um, mainly because I didn't see that a lot in my home right now. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that my dad will knock a joker's head off if they even threatened to come close to my mom. Right Mm -hmm. now, I knew that was the case. But as far as the affection piece of it, I didn't see that a lot. Right. I knew they loved each other. I knew that they were in love. But the affection, right, if we walk in the room, I didn't see him kiss her. Right. So my wife, on the other hand, she loves that absolutely love it. So now I'm being more mindful of that, mm-hmm. right? I'm being more mindful of that, you know, at, at the drop of a hat, my, my kids hear me tell my wife, give them to me. Right. And that means give me, give me a kiss. Right. I want them to see that. I want them to see that. Um, as, as men, as married men, 
I believe we have allowed society to tell us or teach us what marriage is instead of going to the very manual that teaches us how to function as married men in the first mm -hmm. place. You know what I mean? And, and, and again, this is why I said that 95.5% of the time is not your wife. That's the issue. See, as you mature and as you get closer to, to knowing who you are in God and your assignment, right? You understand that God has already given you the, the, the instructions for me. It was a challenge until I understood what was happening. It was a challenge for me to 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 locate scriptures about marriage, because for me, most of the time it was me identifying myself. It was the scripture identifying. OK, Mike, this is where you messed up. Right. And I'm like, but, but Lord, like what about, what about what she did? Right. <laughs> oh, this is where you messed up. Right. And so it's interesting because now if. And when my wife and I, we would have a, you know, a, a, a debate, if you will. Uh, I have a habit now, seriously, of asking, Lord, show me where I messed up. Show me where I messed up. And I'm telling you, man, as as men, when we approach our marriage from that perspective, you will see that your wife, again, is in place to help you. So to have a single eye for your wife again is a non-negotiable right because you are not only hindering your marriage but you're hindering yourself from going where you need to go. okay the bible the bible tells us that if we have a situation like we have to clear things up with our wives if we don't want our prayers to be hindered think about that mm -hmm. like that's how powerful this is for us to go to bed yeah. at night and not make men's with our wives, not our not our boy, not our, our best friend, not none of that. Like God is saying, how did you treat your wife today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Think about that. How did you treat your wife? Like, I don't care about your boss. I don't care about your co-workers. If I speak to your wife right now, will she be pleased in how my son treated her? That's that's tough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's tough, man. And so and so. We understand again. I keep going back to this. When you understand that there's so much more at stake than your personal motives, your personal yeah. goals or ambitions, like it's so much bigger than than that wandering eye because it affects everything else in your life. Hmm. Antoine, <laughs> man, I've been I've been listening today, man. I'm in listen mode today. Uh, this is some good stuff, y'all. I'm, 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 I'm just like I said. I'm soaking it in. Um, I think the thing that that really hits me is that there are some men that put more attention into their Corvette than they do their their marriage, their wife. And we we need to understand that marriage is work. It is work. It's it's. There's a lot of maintenance involved in a good marriage. If if I'm not and and Mike you you hit the nail on the head. The manual, the owner's manual for marriage is the Bible. You know, if I'm not going to the manual to figure out what's wrong with my marriage, if if something is not ticking in my in my engine, something's ticking in my engine, something's going wrong in my engine, I'm going to go to the owner's manual to figure out what's wrong. 
we're going to the wrong places to solve problems in our marriage. And Mike, you said that so eloquently that we're going to the wrong places to fix our marriage. We're going to friends that got divorced 18 times. Man, my wife tripping. Oh, you know what to do. You know, I mean, <laughs> what did I do? You know, uh, and so that's that's the problem. And and then on the, the piece about the the uh, the single eye, I'm going to tell you, let me tell you one of the I want to I want to address this. I said on this for, for, for a while, but I want to address this issue because that is a problem culturally. And when I say culturally, I mean, among men, not not black, not white, not Hispanic, not. I mean, among men, there's a cultural problem among men. Shawnee, you talked about the uh, the person that you knew that had the dirty magazines. You know, uh, that that's something that I grew up seeing, you know, not necessarily with my dad, but I saw men that I may have had a certain respect level of respect for that had these things. And all that does is plant a seed for you to look at other women that are live. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're looking at them on pictures, and then you, then you want to see them live. And, and, and when you're looking at them live, that, that's the thing about it. You, it's, it's one thing to look, then it's another thing to gape and to stare. And, and the problem with gaping and staring is that you are now creating a fantasy in your mind about this woman. You have now undressed her. You know, you, you're imagining yourself with her. And as a married man, what does that do to my marriage? What it does to your marriage is, it, or, or to your wife specifically, is it causes you to devalue her. You know, Jody, you mentioned earlier that uh, why are you why are you looking at a hamburger when you got a filet mignon at home? Well, because I don't see a filet mignon anymore. I see I see a I see a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at home now. You know, because I've, I've been I've been looking at so many women. I've been looking at so many other women who I think are filet mignons that my value of my wife is now lessened. I don't see my wife the way I saw her when I first said I do. You know, and so and so what happens is now I've devalued her. So now I'm, I don't I'm looking at these other women, imagining myself with them and, and devaluing my wife. The problem is that that's that's damaging for you, but it's also damaging for your wife because your wife picks up on it. She knows. Every, yeah, she knows every time you come in the house, you don't look at her like you used to. Uh, used to be a used to be a time, and I, you know, like I said, let's just be transparent. Let's be real about this. Your wife can walk walk across you with no clothes on, and it doesn't have the same effect as it did before. And so uh, that's 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 what happens when you do that. And and you know, like I said, this thing is 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 two sided too. You know, I mean, women have some issues too, but uh, we're talking about the men today, and I and I and I like that we're talking about the men because. You're the head of the household. You know, uh, we got to lead by example. If if I'm doing the thing, if I'm doing the right thing, then chances are my wife will, will, will take my, you know, take after my lead and do the right thing, too. But but that's the thing about it, man. We we, we have to understand that by doing this, we're creating a fantasy. And and <laughs> here's the thing. A lot of these guys, a lot of these guys don't even believe that they're not necessarily looking for anything to happen with these women per se. But then there are some that, that really believe that something's going to happen. And let me just say this too. Um, 
most of these women, probably 99.9% .9 of these women don't even want you. <laughs> then you're looking at them and they're not looking at you. Not, they don't even know yeah. you're there, you know? And so you need to go ahead, put your eyes back in your head and go back to your wife and fall in love with your wife again. Cause Shawnee, you said something that I think is very, uh, is very important that I, I, I mean, when I heard you say it, my heart went out to you, but at the same time, I can see that that's real. That's been real in my in my marriage, in my life, that there are times you can fall in and out of love. You just things can happen. Uh, I remember when my wife got I remember my wife was pregnant with our first uh, with my son, my, my oldest son. And um, she went through a lot, you know, uh, from, from in terms of uh, medically, physically, she was not able to do do a lot of things. And and I remember, um, you know, uh, t I have I have another daughter. My, my wife had a daughter before we were married, but she's my daughter. You know, I don't I don't believe in that stepdaughter stuff. She's my daughter. But but my first biological child, you know, so this is my first biological child. So my first time experiencing uh, a wife being pregnant with my child. And so there are some things that, you know, could not happen because of her situation and what she was going through. And I'm young. And uh, I remember I'm work. I went to work, and all of a sudden, this woman was just being so nice to me at work, and you know, and it just like I got to the point where I couldn't wait to go, you know, see what, what we're going to talk about today. You know, just talk. We're just talking, you know. But I remember I got to that place, and and I thought about. it. I was like, man, you know, uh, this is dangerous. You know, this is some dangerous stuff here. I, I got scared because I was like, what's going on here? What's happening? And and you know what? I don't even believe she was even thinking about me like that. You know what I mean? And that's that's the thing about it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just like, I'm gone. I'm gone. And I, and I was like, you know what? This is crazy. This is crazy. I love my wife. I'm going to go home and I'm going to fall back in love with my wife. You know, and, and I had to do that. Like I said, it's, it's work. You have to work on this thing. Not because uh, your wife becomes undesirable or, you know, she just, but, but sometimes, you know, I, I remember, I can't remember who, what authorist was, uh, Stormy O'Martian or something like that, uh, wrote a book and, and in, in the foreword of the book, I think her husband did the foreword. And he said, God has a sense of humor. You know, when you put, <laughs> when you put, Two people together from two diff different walks of life, uh, two different uh, sides of the, you know what I mean? It, it's just like you got, now they got to come together. They got to be in love and they got to stay in love for until death do us part. He said, God has a sense of humor. And so, you know, when he said that, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? That's true. It's, it's work. If, if I get into a marriage and I forget that there's going to be some maintenance, there's going to be some work to keep this fire lit, to keep this thing going, you got to find a way to motivate yourself, motivate your spouse. You have to do that. You got to be creative. You know, you can't get stale. You can't get stagnant. So it's it's going to be work. But that's not to discourage anybody or scare, you, scare anybody who's not married. Because I'm going to tell you what, I have the most fun with my wife than I do with anybody on the planet. The most fun. I yes. like the challenge of yes. being able to be creative.
I yes. like this challenge. It's a challenge. And it's 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 fun when I can put something together and, and then she responds like, oh my God, man, that's everything. I mean, that's that's the Super Bowl. I won the Super Bowl. You know what yeah. I mean? When I get my wife to say, Oh, I, I appreciate this. It's so much fun. How did you know? Oh my God. Oh, that's all yeah. I need. That's all and, I need. And I think that's a huge thing, right? The part of falling in love is rediscovering each other, having yes. fun together, you know, getting inventive and you know, enjoying life together. Judy and I, I mean, I love spending time with my wife. I mean, I love hanging with you guys. I mean, you guys are cool, but nobody <laughs> compares to her. And and I had two thoughts as I was listening to, to you guys. You know, I think a lot of men get so caught up in the fantasy. Yeah. And they pursue the fantasy and they're attempting to feast on the fantasy and they're left famished. Yeah. Because there is no substance. There is no depth because you haven't had the opportunity to walk through the challenges and the high points in life. And so this fantasy that you've been dreaming of, it's never enough. Yeah. You're always left empty. Yeah. So instead of pursuing the fantasy, re-engage in the hunt for your wife. Right. And truly be focused in on her. As we talk about having an eye single to our wife, you know, just like, you know, a lens can get out of focus of over time. It can get bumped or things happen and we have to reset the focus, yep. get it back in line. And sometimes you have to become laser focused yeah. only on her. And mm-hmm. sometimes as we're pushing through that laser focus and really penetrate her heart and our heart yeah. with the, with true dedication, a true servant's heart, then as we can then expand our vision to include those around us. Right. Yeah. But it starts with having an eye single to her. Yeah. I love that analogy too, Jody, because and I, I definitely don't want to lead anybody to believe that I'm saying that when I say that it's maintenance and it's work, it's effort. It, it's it's not a, a, a chore. It's not. It might be for her. Yeah, right. <laughs> it might be because she got to put up with us, right? You know, they, they got to put up with us. You know. <laughs> but it's 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 not though. It's it's like um. It, it's 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 just like one of those things. Like, you know, like I said, when you when you when you're putting something together and then it results in uh, her her excitement and her pleasure, her being pleased with what you've done. It's like um, like when you when you get like this past Mother's Day, uh, my wife is 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 different. She's she's not necessarily the flower type person card. She likes that stuff, but she's like give me a bag of goodies. You know what I mean? I, I, she's like, I don't want to just open up one thing and it doesn't have to be like a Louis Vuitton and, a, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a Louis Vuitton and a bunch of different, you know, high You've already done that, right? Yeah, right, right. She, she just wants, she wants a bag of stuff that's knickknacks. Like, uh, like she likes special, she likes special pens, uh, pens that, 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 I mean, where she, that's just right smooth. You put a pen in there, put a candle in there, put, uh, you know, uh, some perfume in there, just a bunch of things, like four or five things in there. And I mean, the whole thing might not even cost you a whole lot of money, 
but you put a bow on it, you wrap it up and you, you put it together and maybe throw some flowers in there too. You know, that, that might be work for some people that might feel like a chore for some people. But for me, I know that when I put it together and present it to her, the response that I'm going to get back is well worth it. So it's not work from a toiling standpoint, like I'm laboring to do this. It's, 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 it's just like that guy working on that Corvette that wants to hear that engine purr. He's going to put, he's going to put uh, effort into it to make that thing happen because he likes the output that he gets. And that's, that's what marriage has to be. You know, especially for for you men, that's what marriage has to be. You got to put that effort in there because you want to hear that. You want to hear that engine purr. And I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna come up off of that because you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Have that engine purr, baby. Have it purr. That's a that's a different show, Antoine. That's a different, that's a different show. show. We ain't, man. We ain't got it in that topic yet. This G rated right here. This G. <laughs> All right, Mike. You, let's have you and Sean wrap us up, man. Oh man, listen. I like Antoine. I'm just chewing this up, man. I listen. I had to give the pause for the for a moment because when <laughs> when uh, when you said most men are more concerned or focused on their Corvette, my wife was messing with me in the background to my Corvette Corvette. So yeah, that's where that came from, man. But no, you know, I think I think this is man. This this has been a powerful, powerful conversation, um, and it has been extremely uh, gratifying. And I'm saying that because as I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you guys um, in the most in the most humble way that I can say, I'm receiving it as confirmation that I'm doing it the right way. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing this the right way, man. And, you know, I, I can honestly, honestly, because I've I've been I've been here before. Right. Uh, most of y'all know my story. I've been here before. And one of the things that I take tremendous caution of is, as Jim Rohn says this, he says, correcting the errors of the past and picking up new disciplines for the future. So I make it a point to correct those errors that uh, either I was aware of or I wasn't aware of. Right. Uh, in the past, but once I learned the principle, then that's what I stick to the principle, right? So as men, now that you've watched this broadcast, you can't turn this off and say, you never heard the principle. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Okay. Again, it, this is a challenge. You're like Antoine, I love, yes, we understand that women have their moments in their zones too, but we're talking to the men. You cannot turn this broadcast off and say you never heard it before mm -hmm. and as a man you have to put your personal agenda and your ego to the side and say what can i do to be a better husband be a better provider be a better lover for my wife what can i do because i'll say this again at the end of the night when you lay your head on that pillow God is going to ask you, what have you done for your wife? Seriously, I, I and and I had to learn this the hard way. So many things were held up in my own life 
because I was not putting my wife first. Seriously, uh, uh, man, listen, a ton of things were held up. But when I made the decision to put my wife first, floodgates open, floodgates open. I heard it said this and I and personally, I'll close with this. Right. I heard someone give the analogy of a water hose one time and they said and they were talking about, you know, marriage. And they said, you know, there's a lot of men that they turn the faucet on full force. And they just and they just allow this water to spray everywhere else. Right. Then they turn the faucet off and expect their wife to be content with the with the the, the drips of water still coming through the holes. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> we can't do that. We can't do that. If anything, our wives get everything and let others fall where they may. I know it sounds cruel, but from a from a point of analogy, this is how you have to accept this. She is your number one priority. She is your number one priority. That's even above your own children. She is your number one priority. Mm -hmm. And the sooner we can understand that, the sooner we can live in that, the more satisfying and gratifying you will see that it is like Antoine is saying, you, you take pleasure in being able to do things for your wife just to see the reaction because you know that you did something to take care uh, of your wife's needs before your your own. So, man, this was this was powerful, man. This was powerful. Yeah. Sean, bring us home, brother. Amen. <laughs> 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 now, you know, I, I got to agree with Mike. Like, this has been so encouraging because here's the thing. There's not a whole lot of conversations like this. You can't just go anywhere and have a conversation like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, what's crazy is when I started to focus on my wife, it opened up a whole bunch of information for me. Uh, number one being, like, when it comes to, like, spiritual warfare, when you pay attention to your family, God shows you a whole bunch of stuff that you just didn't know when it comes to spiritual warfare. It, he shows you how... The family works, how the enemy comes into your house, how the enemy uses your marriage against you, how the mm. enemy does all these different things. And it sets you up for success to, to, to battle against a spiritual warfare, against your marriage, against your kids and all this kind of stuff. And it, the, the key person is, is your wife. And I speak, uh, you know, on my TikTok page to men mostly, not to pick on them, but this is a man conversation. That's the whole thing. And what sucks is I get all their angry wives coming at me, you know, telling they what they do is they they tell on their husbands on me, kind of. And I'm like, you know, I'll listen to it and stuff, and I, I feel bad for them. But I'm just saying, like, the, the, the thing is, is that a lot of Christian men, they, they think that the enemy's out there, the enemy's in their wife, the enemy's in their kids, and they don't look in the mirror. And what's crazy is all you guys, man, like I thought I was probably a little bit crazy until I just had this conversation because there's been times when I get heavy into this kind of thinking with my wife and my family and I'm thinking, man, am I like nuts or what? And you guys just, it was like Mike said, like confirmation because like, I, I swear, like I, I can have this conversation with maybe two other people that I know personally. And, and, and that's kind of sad because every other dude just about is out just doing the wrong thing, really. And, and, and I want to be with them and help them and everything. But everybody's just so into 
the the instant gratification you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and it just sucks because you know what's awesome about what this conversation was about and what i got from it like like the deep end of it was that our marriage is so much deeper than the flesh and what's crazy is the whole bible and the new testament talks about the flesh spirit battle like in galatians about like how the flesh battles against the spirit and if you have a strong marriage and you work on your marriage and, and you pay attention to your wife, I think that God, like through the Holy Spirit, he teaches you some crazy stuff that is just crazy. And like, what's crazy is I talk about this stuff on my TikTok and I get like a million comments. Like, how do you know this? How do you know all this stuff? And it's just because I'm paying attention to my wife. It's that simple. So I just love y'all, man. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. No, I, I, I I love I love the word confirmation, right? Because I think a lot of times we're involved in these conversations and our hearts pricked. And sometimes you need to have your heart pricked so that you can change. Yeah. But there are also times when you need to have confirmation that you're doing some things all right. Mm -hmm. That you are setting the bar for your family, that you're leading side by side with your wife. You're creating a family environment that your kids are thriving on and they're, you know, they're looking at you and going, you know what? I want that in the future. Maybe mm -hmm. not right now, but I want that in the future. Mm -hmm. And when we truly have an eye single to our wife and to God, he refines and purifies and magnifies the love that was just puppy love when we started. Yeah. And brings it into true, everlasting love. And I think that's what he truly intended for us to become. Is one in heart, one in mind, one in body, and one in spirit. And when we do that, we find true joy and lasting happiness. Yeah. So, guys, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me. I love these monthly discussions. Guys that are tuning in, please go follow Antoine Brown. Mike Lewis, Shawnee the Kid on TikTok. I'm telling you, these men every week have powerful messages besides what we're doing here on Father's Fire. And it's the intent to help elevate each one of us, our families, us as men. And, and I just want to thank you guys for joining us. So, And we will check you guys same time, same bad channel, just about four weeks from now. And uh, thank you for joining us tonight. So see you guys. All right. God bless you. All right. Bless you, brothers. You guys truly are the best. <laughs> Trying to follow your lead, Jody. <laughs> <laughs>